All right, and we're back for another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, the Lakers Fast Break, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please, please, please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, do whatever you can on whatever platform you're listening to this or watching, it is truly appreciated. Plus, also, if you could do that the same for my regular guests right here. In fact, we're a tandem. We're a team. It's getting to the point where it's getting like that. So if you can go ahead and do it for his great shows, the Run the Floor podcast, and also as well the NBA Draft Junkies podcast, it would be truly appreciated as well. Well, NBA playoffs, day five. Already gone like a gone like a blip already. Just seems to be right around the corner getting to the NBA finals. But NBA day five in the playoffs is already done. Some interesting things have come about. Some finals, some playoff series have already been decided. There was also another injury that has come about, which is going to leave another series in question. And here today to talk to me about it is our good friend. Actually, again, my teammate, because we're a team, we're a tandem, it seems like. It is Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies. And Rafael, good to have you back, my friend, as we continue our playoff coverage. Where do you want to start first? I guess we can start with the game that just finished, the uh, Clippers and Mavs game. Okay, we'll start with the Clippers and Mavs game. But first, everyone check out all the great stuff that he's doing at NBA Draft Junkies. Of course, you know by now his awesome YouTube page with over 11,000 subscribers with hundreds of uh, detailed videos on the NBA Draft Prospects. But if you haven't seen his regular site, NBADraftJunkies.com, you're in for a treat because he has spent a ton of time updating this as of yesterday with the announcement of the lottery and the numbers are finally set for who's picking where. You see right now, he already has his mock draft there. And in fact, he has a mock draft episode of NBA Draft Chunkies already up as well. So if you get a chance, check all that stuff out for the latest on the NBA Draft. I'm only going to give you a little bit of a sneak peek right there on Facebook Live. But oh, oh, back up to the top because you got to check out, you got to go there. NBADraftChunkies.com. I can't cheat for you too much. You got to go to check out his site, NBADraftChunkies.com, to see the whole list in detail. So we'll start off, my friend, with the Clippers and the Mavs. Mavs should be up 2 1 at this point in time, but they're not. No crying over spilled milk. So they go into game four, not only down 2 1, but down a possible injury. I mean, I'm hoping he'll be okay, but. Of all the people you do not want to get hurt on the Mavericks, it was Luka Doncic. Yeah, it's just unfortunate for the Mavs. Um, they had a shot in game one. Um, you can say the refs kind of made it impossible for them to win. And then Porzingis is playing very well. And, um, you know, it's just tough for them because they, uh, I mean, they look good. I mean, they're, well, I'll just say this. This bubble shows that the regular season means absolutely nothing because the Clippers dominated the Mavericks in the regular season. And in the playoffs, it seems like they're evenly matched. Um, you know, Paul George isn't playing well, so that definitely helps the Mavs out a little bit. But unfortunately, it looks like Luka is pretty hurt. If I'm the Mavs, you know, you have a tough decision to make because he is the future of the franchise, and it's only the first round. You don't want to 
risk further injury of him playing on this ankle. I mean, we all know the Grant Hill situation. And so they have a tough choice to make. I'm sure he's going to want to play because he's such a gamer. But I'd have to think long term. And I don't know if I'd play him in in the next game, which they could end up being down 3-1. to one. But, I mean, they've overachieved this season anyway. I don't think anybody expected them to perform the way they have as, as far as having, like, the best offense in NBA history as far as offense and rating. And the future is bright, so I wouldn't risk it just for this playoff series if he's if his ankle isn't ready for him to go. If he's not going to be able to play it at least – 70% then I just have to take an L on this one. And it is interesting to see that one thing you and I discussed in our playoff preview was the fact that Dallas's defense is definitely in question. And as we're seeing it being exploited at length by the Clippers, it just goes to show you that a lot of work needs to be done on the defensive end. And I think they just don't have enough personnel to match up defensively enough to stop the Clippers unless you're hitting on all cylinders. And that's the thing. Dallas was hitting on pretty much all cylinders for what? About a game and three quarters. And it was really, really working for them. But once that offense gets to like a above average or a little bit worse, then that leaves the open for the other teams, like in this case, the Clippers to go ahead and really dominate because they just don't have Anyway, I mean, I'm seeing Paul George drive around Porzingis like he was stuck to the floor. And that, to me, was kind of disturbing to see that he's supposed to be your anchor back there at seven foot three, and he's just not providing any help defensively, and nor is anyone else. Well, they're bringing him outside the paint, which is what you should do if you got a guy that's a good shot blocker and when the clips go small. That's one of the things that they do. They make him guard someone that can shoot and make him defend in space. But as far as their roster, I mean, it just it just makes me realize how tough it is to build an NBA team in this era of basketball because how many teams have guys that can knock down open shots, make plays for others, and defend? You look at the Clippers, they have two of them on their team. And if you have guys that are good defenders, but if they can't knock down open shots, then they become a liability. The days of the Andre Robesons and the Tony Allens being able to have significant roles on championship caliber teams, those days are over because if you can't shoot, they're not going to guard you. And even if you look at your team, the Lakers, they have good defenders, but they have okay to average, maybe above average shooters. While the Mavs have knockdown shooters who can get streaky, but they can also get hot, but they're not going to be able to provide the same caliber of defense to where if they're having an off shooting night, then they're really in trouble. At least with the Lakers, they don't have great shooters, but if they're having an off shooting night, then their defense can still give them an opportunity to, to be able to compete. So I agree with you. It's, it's just tough putting the team together. I mean, I look at Portland. Portland has a bad defense. But if you put guys out there that can defend, if they can't knock down shots, like I said, it just kind of evens it out. So the Mavs, um, I think there's a couple guys in this draft that could possibly help them, but I don't know if they'd be ready to contribute right away on the offensive end. 
So, again, it's, it's just you got to tip your hat off to these NBA general managers because we've never seen an era like this where teams or defenders have to defend so much space. And then you got like the vertical lob threats where you have to, like an Anthony Davis or even like a Rudy Gobert, if you are up too far in your defense, then they can go back to you and throw it up top. So it's going to be tough for the Mavs to be able to compete um, against a team like the Clippers when they have multiple defenders. But they've done an excellent job so far. They have. You need every break. Yes, they do need every break. And unfortunately, uh, when it comes to the Mavericks, they're not going to get it with a possibly very much hobbling Luka Doncic going forward. And that's going to be of great concern for the Mavs. And we'll have to wait and see what Sunday brings for them, if they're going to sit him out, if it's just too much, if you can't put any weight on it, if you can't pivot, if you can't push off, then it's going to be a real problem going forward. Yep. I'll tell you what. He's had ankle issues all season, and I think this is the left one, but the one that he injured earlier was the right one. So if I'm the Mavs, I I play it safe. There you go, indeed. He's 21. He's yeah. got a long road ahead of him. He does. He does. And a bright, bright future. In fact, as a dominant player in this league for a long time to come, barring any health issues, you do want to see that happen for the kid because it looks like you know the Mavericks are very blessed with one of the great talents in this league for quite some time. Yep. Once again, I'm speaking to Rafael Barlow from the NBA Draft Junkies. Again, check out his awesome page, NBADraftJunkies.com, where he just updated it with the mock lottery after the lottery 2.0. There you go. You got to go ahead and check it out today, NBADraftJunkies.com, or his latest podcast, which is also an audio version of it, at NBA Draft Junkies on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, or what have you. It's just, please just go get it now Now, if you're interested in what's going on with the NBA draft. Well, the next game, my friend, it coming up is going to be, I'm going to go ahead and pick Boston and Philadelphia. Boston with a 102-94 victory over Philadelphia. It was actually kind of close, right mm-hmm. around. I think it was tied 94-94, if I'm not mistaken. And then Boston just closed out on that 8 nothing run. Uh, just mistakes by Shake Milton and also Joel Embiid. I don't know what we what he was doing one time when he was throwing that outlook pass and it just got intercepted. Why you do that? You know, so close to the end of the game. I, I just I don't know. But yeah, mistakes by Philadelphia at the very end cost him a chance to get back into the series. Yeah, I mean, I, I felt like they competed. Everybody had counted them out, and. Even in this situation, I was wondering how teams would react if they got down 0-2 because, you know, you're a couple games away from being able to go see your family. And they came out and, and you know, made a, a good effort, and they were just out-talented today. And I, I was thinking while I was watching the Clippers game, Landry Shamit was on the Sixers, I think last year at one time. And I could be wrong here, but I think at one time they had Jimmy Butler, J.J. Redick, and Shamit on the team. Right. And now – you know, they have to buy his Harris to show for it, but they could really use one, just one of those guys. Um, I know they couldn't have been able to get Tobias if they had Shamit, but they just really need some outside shooting. Maybe and, that would have been like, better off. Yeah. And even like, I think Trey Burke was on the team one of the years yep. and he's been a, a you know, a, a good pickup for the Mavs. I think that 
the map system benefits him with his speed, with all the floor spacing. He wouldn't have the same advantages in Philly, but they don't have a point guard that can get in the defense and, and break it down. And it's going to be a, a tough offseason for Philly. I wouldn't be shocked if the owner just gets rid of Elton Brand also because this is this roster was built by him. And... Yeah, they might clean house with both. I mean, Brand might get another opportunity, but I just think that the way their cap is set up, they're they're in a rough situation going forward. That they are, my friend. That they are, and I wouldn't be surprised if both Brown and Brand are both gone after the playoffs are concerned. I think it would be best to go ahead and have a clean slate, especially if the season might start a little bit later than what was originally asked for. So even Adam Silver himself is talking about pushing it back. Michelle Roberts is definitely talking about pushing it back. I've heard it's possibly even as late as February. It's, it's yeah, I was talking to a friend about that. And um, and it, it's a friend of mine that he plays professionally and he's thinking about possibly playing in the NBA next season. Uh, because he hasn't accepted any offers overseas, but he is also supposed to play in the Olympics. And so he was telling me that if he does go back to the NBA and the season starts in February, he may miss out on his opportunity to play in the Olympics. Uh, and or, or else teams are going to have to allow guys to get a waiver. Or, or they may just know, take a month, and, month off. I mean, that could possibly be it. Then, uh, ooh, I mean, that's that's going to be tough because a lot of teams really don't want their guys playing the Olympics anyway because if they're hurt, the insurance isn't going to cover it. So the next year is going to be crazy how this is all set up. And if it starts in February, that's a pretty long break. I mean, that that almost means that outside of the – or that means that the teams that didn't make it to the playoffs – are going to go like what? Almost, almost a almost full 12, year? Yeah, almost 12 months. I don't think it'll go that far, but I definitely see a Christmas at the earliest starting point. I, I think they'll push it back to at least Christmas, if not more. Maybe July, maybe January. Well, another thing that is kind of tricky is the guys that are in Europe, that you, you know, every year there's guys from Europe that come over to the NBA. They're kind of stuck because if they have like a handshake deal already in place and they are either you know either they're sitting at home or, or they're waiting or they're practicing with their current team like for example even in the nba draft there are guys that have signed with their teams in europe but they're still under contract with that team but they have an nba out so if they long as they don't have an nba contract they're starting their training camp right now. And I wonder if, if a guy is drafted, if the team is going to allow him to leave in the middle of the season. This is just a weird time. It is it is a weird time. So we're going to have to wait and see how that plays out. But it's just been rumors. So we're not trying to go ahead and put any definitive time frame on when the NBA will start. I mean, right now, on paper, with a big eraser on it, it says December 1st. And Adam Silver, yeah. and I, when Adam Silver tells you it's a possibility of being pushed back, 
I think that that tells you that it's most likely going to be pushback. I, I think that's what yeah. Gonna, I just yeah. I think Christmas would probably be a, a, the the best starting point. Well, I don't think we'll have a vaccine at the time. I don't think that they'll be able to have people in the arenas. And that's what the holdup is, is they want to generate that money from ticket sales and parking and concessions and all of that. So if they have to do a bubble again, man, I imagine the payrolls, they're going to have to do something creative to make sure that you know, as far as like guys getting their paychecks because there's no money coming in right now. Just from the TV. Just from the TV. Let the payroll acrobatics begin. Oh. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. But moving on to what we're going to be talking about right now with the NBA playoffs in day five. This one was kind of shocking to me, my friend. Utah, 124-87 to over the Denver Nuggets. Mike Conley got the baby boost, came back mm-hmm. from quarantine. Had a, had Did a, the same thing happen to Fred Van Vliet last year? Yeah, same thing happened to Mike Trout <laughs> the other day, too, when he smacked a home run on the day back, I believe, that he after he had his kid. You know, it was, I think, what, 27 points today from Mike Conley. Just an outstanding yeah. performance. Uh, had three players in actually get over 20 points. Had quite a bit of help as well. So just a truly outstanding performance by Utah. And Denver didn't even show up today. This was probably, of you know, Portland, people talk about yesterday's performance. No, no, no. This was the worst performance by far in the NBA playoffs. I don't know. The Pelicans did a whole. I mean, as far as not the bubble, I'm talking about the playoffs in the five days, Denver, this performance by Denver was, was the worst from what I've seen. Well, I've been wondering when they were going to wear down. I mean, there were rumors only had eight guys in the bubble at the start. Uh, Even when the, you know, I guess the pre bubble game started, they didn't have all their guys. They're still missing Barton who left the bubble. They're missing Harris. And they've been playing every other day. And not only every other day, they've been playing some high, fast-paced games. And they've had some games go into overtime. So, I mean, they have to be tired and they have to be worn out. And I'm really not, as for their case, I'm really not shocked that they hit a wall. Do you see this as a turning point for the series? I think they can come back and and win game, was it? Four, game four coming up. I think so, but Utah is just in a – they're in a good space right now. I mean, Conley – if they can get games like that out of Conley, that's what they – you know, that's what they were hoping to get out of him when they when they first signed him. And it also kind of made it – it took the workload away from Donovan Mitchell. He, yeah. he only had 20, but I think he was coming into the game averaging over 40. And Gobert outplayed – 
Jokic. Seeing that more and, and more often, aren't we? Well, I mean, on paper, Jokic is, you know, he's been, I think he had like 28, 29, like the first few games. But, I mean, they're getting better production out of Gobert than they do in the regular season as far as like his production on points. So Utah's looking good, and, and it makes their gamble of tanking those games, it looks like a genius decision. Beginning to look like it because right now they have a 2-1 to one lead over the Denver Nuggets right now with a 124-87 to 87 pasting of the Denver Nuggets and it just uh, just a cremation. It was just ugly from the very start. Uh, yep. it just They were never in it, Denver, and I was very surprised. But we will wait and see if they can have some fight back, uh, you know, as similar to what we're going to see from possibly, and I'm assuming your Portland Trailblazers tomorrow because you don't have those kind of waxings without trying to give some fight back in the next game. So I should see like Portland tomorrow against the Lakers. I definitely should see Denver coming back with some fight on Sunday against the Jazz. Yeah, I'm just kind of mad that the games are every other day, especially for my Blazers, because it's kind of stressful. It's stressful, <laughs> you know? but it's kind of fun to watch, man. It's, it's, well, it's great to it, have it, four games. Give me, I just need like two days, like the normal playoffs where, you know, especially if you play the Lakers, you know you're going to play Wednesday, and then you may not play again until Saturday or even Sunday. Yeah. They're going to give them that those primetime hours. But this every other day, I get one day to, to you know, not be stressed out. And then, you know, the playoffs can be a little stressful. Uh, it's reminding me of my old fantasy football days where on Sundays I was just <laughs> stressed out and worried about Monday morning when you got to pull out your calculator and, and complain about, you know what, my guy got a tackle. <laughs> I don't see it on there. And especially because a lot of my friends are Laker fans. And, you know, they're going to give me a hard time either way. So knowing that I have to face all of them on social media, if the Blazers lose, I think that's probably adding on to my stress levels. Well, I will not be the burden of that because I know you've been a great part of this show and you didn't have to. And you have been. And as, as my partner in crime right now for NBA playoffs coverage, I will be the last person to give you a hard time. Laker I mean, Tom? If you did, it's... Yeah, Laker Thomas is going to put sure. the, the full court press on me. I see he's <laughs> doing a little jabs <laughs> here and there, but he's a great guy. He is. He is indeed. Well, Raphael, that's three games down, uh, but we got one more left, and that is another series. I was hoping for a little bit more fight. I know you predicted this kind of windfall to happen. I kind of lengthened it out just because I had some faith in the fight in in the Brooklyn Nets, but doesn't appear to be the case because they lost today. Uh, I don't want to say super handily, but they, you know, Toronto did have control of it all the way and they did win 117-92. Uh, this game was also was never really in doubt. And right. it looks like it's just going to be 4-0 sweep. Thanks for playing. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for giving us some warm-ups and some practice before we move on to the second round for the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, I wonder, and I'm just speculating here. It's just my own crazy thought. But I wonder if Joe Harris left because he has nothing to play for. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they never said what happened. That's correct. Um, but I'm wondering if it's a business decision. We're not going to win this series. Stock is super high right now. 
and let's just let's just leave right now. There you go. Like a like a he's doing he's pulling a Davos Bertans and rightly so because he's just protecting his financial position at this point. There's nothing really much for him to gain, especially if Brooklyn's not really going to go ahead and make a a dent at all in this playoffs. Yeah, and I, I get it from the business side, but then you don't want that to be like a trend. Yeah. And I feel like I saw it in the NBA draft. I feel like once LaMelo ball stock was high, his team wasn't winning, his camp shut it down after 12 games. Why I feel like Cole Anthony, similar situation, North Carolina was terrible, and he tore his meniscus. He actually really had an injury that required surgery, and he came back and played. So on both sides, you see the business side for LaMelo. It makes total sense. But then you see, like with Cole Anthony, the competitive side that is driving him, the competitive fire and just, you know, kind of just sticking it out with his teammates. So I see both sides, and uh, but it's still a tough decision. Not saying I know this will happen with Joe Harris, but it just makes you wonder – would he have left for these particular reasons if they were winning? Exactly. And again, I could be totally wrong because I remember there are people who were saying that um, Lou Will and uh, Montrez Harrell left the bubble because they thought that they had tested positive and the NBA was covering it up, but we found out that they really had um, funerals to, to go to and then Lou had to, you know, Go get his check on his wings to make sure that they were being cooked correctly. So, so I don't know, but that's one of the first thoughts that came to my mind is is Joe Harris protecting his his free agent status. I wouldn't say that would be out of the realm of possibility. In fact, as his agent, I would probably have been advising him to do that as well. I'm not going to kid you wrong. I mean, because you're talking about someone who we had just talked about saying that it's most likely even in this market. Is going to be one of the few individuals that I think in the free agent market is going to be overpaid for what his true value is, just based off the fact that the guy can shoot and the guy can shoot really. Yep, I agree. But yeah, as far as that series, it's it's over. I mean, I I knew the Nets were going to put up a good fight, but just ran out of talent, and so Toronto was going to cruise. And who would they play in the se- second round? Would it be? Boston? It would be Boston. Is it Boston cause, yeah, because you got, I think, the, what, Miami, uh, the Indiana, that winner's going against uh, Milwaukee. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. so, oh, I'm sorry. Did I uh, start that one too soon? It's only 1 1 with Orlando, but <laughs> I have a feeling after tomorrow we're going to be saying 2 1 Milwaukee, and they're really not going to be back when it comes down to it. So after this weekend's over, most of these series are going to be really decided, if not already concluded. At once, in one way or the other. Crazy that we're going to finish around in like seven days. Crazy, man. I, I, I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you indeed. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. 
That is by far my favorite because it's also character driven and the stakes are high and there's much more of a mystery and intrigue to it. A game like Wolfenstein, which people are saying are one of the most socially important video games of the past 10 years. Catch our shows on radio worldwide seven days a week or at any time on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts or on over 30 more podcast outlets. But before we head on out, my friend, I want to go ahead and uh, make sure that you can update everyone on what you're doing at NBA Draft Junkies. For myself, I just want to go ahead and say thanks again for listening. If you want to check out our latest Pop Culture Cosmos, the PCC Multiverse, I had a chance to, on this latest episode, speak to special effects legend Kevin Pike, who has over 170 credits on IMDb, including special effects supervisors and and advisors on such films as The Last Starfighter, Jaws, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, uh, Jurassic Park, and so many others. So if you get a chance, check that out. Plus, we preview SummerSlam and a whole bunch more on the PC Multiverse. And of course, if you haven't caught up to date on all the episodes on the Lakers Fast Break, shame on you, because Raphael and I have put out a lot of shows out on the Lakers Fast Break either him or Laker Tom, Jamie Sweet, uh, you know, Sean Grice, a whole bunch of people there talking about that. And in fact, with the NBA draft, you can also check out a whole bunch of those episodes as well. I got to tell you this, Raphael, I was looking at the other day when I was posting, uh, in fact, actually it was earlier this morning when I posted the latest episode, and I saw that I'm up to 129, and I started it around the same time as my fantasy football show. That's only in the 30s, to give you an idea. Been working. Been working. Been working. <laughs> 90 more. About 90 more than uh, the fantasy football show. That's funny. That's truly funny indeed. But before, when did you start? Around the same time. What was, uh, I think, August, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. So August, September-ish. Right around the time that just before the uh, – like the, the foot, fantasy football, I think, came out first because of the football season. So, And then the Lakers yeah. came along because of the, the Lakers season. So, yeah, just just so funny how that's worked out. But – you know what? It's been a fun ride so far, and I hope to continue with you as we continue down this road for the NBA playoffs. But again, before we head on out, I know you're working a lot. Of, uh, I know you're working out on a lot of stuff for this weekend and going forward for NBA Draft Junkies. So, share the goods, my friend. Yeah, the new site. Uh, well, I shouldn't say it's a new site. The site has been updated. It has uh, the mock my mock lottery for the 2020 draft. I will add the second half and then I'll work my way to the second round. So this will probably be, it'll be the first year that I, I did a two round mock draft and I'll, I'll, my goal is to have videos and player profiles on up to a hundred guys for this particular draft. So I've been putting in a little work. I'm a one-man gang when it comes to, like, my production. So I'm doing the website, the editing, the videos, the editing the podcast. So, um, you know, I don't have a team, but I'm working, and you know, hopefully it all pays off. I hope it will. I, I believe, really believe it will. You keep saying that about me because I do all pretty much the same things that you're doing. But I have a feeling for you it will, and and definitely check out all the great stuff you're doing. I'm already seven seven minutes fifteen seconds into your mock draft two point oh, so I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of your thoughts on that. Plus, people can check out the written version today at nbadraftchunkies.com. Well, if you have any questions for us, we're always available at Lakers Fast Break. He's at Barlow five hundred. 
or you can just go ahead and hit them up at NBA Draft Junkies to get all the latest and greatest news on the NBA Draft. And I'll tell you what, my friend, there's more coming up. We've got a weekend full of NBA playoffs coming up. And I heard a rumor that we might be doing a group mock draft once again. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I mean, I heard the same rumor also. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, that. That should be fun now that we actually have a real lottery in place and we know the draft order. And, um, you know, hopefully we can do another second round one, which I think is even more fun because you have to really do a deep dive and, and know at least 60 to 70 prospects yeah. to to fill it out. So looking forward to that. I mean, this is a good time for, for me as a, a big basketball fan, even though I'm not used to it being in late August, but we have the draft going on. We have the playoffs. They're not giving us a day off for the playoffs. It's every single day. And the games are starting at noon, at least noon central time. So I don't even know. What is that like? 10. Are they starting at 10 o'clock in the morning? 10.30. It's usually 10.30, yeah. Wow. That's that's got to be that's like the NCAA tournament. There you go. And that's that's okay cuz I love March Madness cuz that's just some crazy yeah. stuff. But here it's kind of cool cuz you get to see NBA playoffs all day and and for NBA fans and NBA junkies out there per se, this is a great time indeed, but hopefully you get a chance to check out our NBA draft junkies, our mock draft special that's coming up this Sunday at 12 p.m. Pacific. You want to check it out on NBA Draft Junkies on YouTube and also as well Lakers Fast Break and various Facebook Live outlets. You can just go ahead and type in NBA Mock Draft 3.0 because that's what I'm going to have it listed under. But yeah, the Lakers Fast Break Facebook page. You can check it out there or Rafael Barlow's awesome, awesome YouTube page, NBA Draft Junkies. Well, my friend, it's been a great episode as always. No Laker Tom to go ahead and you know just growl at you a little bit. So there's there's no Laker Tom today, but. He's coming back tomorrow, so I'm kind of warning you right now, my friend. Game three for the Lakers and Blazers is tomorrow, and so is Laker Tom on our post-game show. I hope I'm the one barking. <laughs> we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. But once again, it is truly great to have you aboard, my friend, each day as we cover the NBA playoffs right here at the Lakers. Podcast.